Good morning. Today is Friday, November the 24th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. And today, we're finishing lesson number eight. The reading for today is called Further Thought. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this preparation day that you've given us. We ask you, as we study this Bible study guide this morning, for you to send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. The Gospel writers recorded examples of Jesus' practice of building bridges with people from other cultures in order to save them. Likewise, we also are called to make friends and minister to people of other cultures as well. Christ's death was for everyone, regardless of race, nationality, wealth, or background. This is a point we must never forget, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the whole world. Men and women are not fulfilling the design of God when they simply express affection for their own family circle, while they exclude those from their love whom they could comfort and bless by relieving their necessities. When the Lord bids us to do good for others outside our home, He does not mean that our affection for home shall become diminished, and that we shall love our kindred or our country less because He desires us to extend our sympathies. But we are not to confine our affections and sympathy within four walls and enclose the blessing that God has given us so that others will not be benefited with us in its enjoyment. The responsibility given to us to be a blessing to those outside our comfort zone, whether they are from another culture or just a helpless person, is a non-negotiable mandate from Jesus Christ himself. And now we have three discussion questions to end the lesson. So the first question is this, what is your own comfort zone and why must you be willing to step outside of it when necessary. And so my comfort zone might be different than your comfort zone. Uh, it might be different than, than you know the other people who are listening. The, the comfort zones for all of us are probably going to be different. Uh, so what is your comfort zone? Uh, my comfort zone, uh, people that make me uncomfortable are people that I think uh, might possibly do me harm. Uh, people uh, that maybe uh, look like they belong to maybe a gang. They look like they are, or maybe they're, uh, I can see that they're carrying a weapon, uh, whether it's a knife or a gun. You know, those people make me a little bit uncomfortable. And, and talking to them is a little bit outside of my comfort zone. And so I, I need to be in constant prayer, asking God for his protection and for him to lead me when I'm talking to people who make me uncomfortable. And so what steps am I willing to take? Well, I need to pray. I need to constantly be hanging on to Jesus' hand and saying, Jesus, help me out. Uh, as I'm talking to this person, protect me. Uh, keep me safe from anything that could happen. Uh, and if you need, and if you, uh, if something needs to happen to me and it's your will, uh, Help me be willing to do whatever it is that you want me to do. And so uh, those are some of the things that, that I think for me personally would help me when I'm 
when I have to step outside of my com comfort zone. So think about it for you. What are those things that put you outside of your comfort zone? What do you think you need to do to be able to step outside of your comfort zone? The second question is this. What are the implications of the incident when Jesus was called a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners? What was Jesus doing that would have brought that accusation and what does it teach us about mission? So notice uh, where this comes out of. This comes out of Matthew 11. Verse 18, Jesus is talking. He says, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. So what was Jesus doing that brought those accusations? It says right here, um, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So uh, there were times when he went to go eat at people's homes who were tax collectors. He went, uh, the, there's a story about Zacchaeus where he went to go uh, be with Zacchaeus at his home. He ate with him and he talked to him. And he often um, ministered to people who were sinners, people who were uh, known to be sinners. There's the, the story of the of the woman who was caught in adultery and he ministered to her and then everybody laughed and he said he who is without sin throw the first stone he was always caring for those who were in need sinners tax collectors anyone else who was in need of forgiveness and so he wasn't uh, we, we need to make sure that we understand Jesus was not participating in their sin Jesus was not participating in doing something that they were doing wrong. We know that Jesus was a sinless sacrifice. He had no sin. And he died for us without any sin. So we know he couldn't have been participating in their sin. But we have to understand that he was kind to them. He cared for them. He listened to them. And he was trying to help them. And so we have to understand that there's a difference to join sinners in their sin and join sinners to help them get out of the situation that they're in. And the last uh, discussion question is this. To what extent should a Christian engage in the celebrations of non-believers? How might Christians do that without compromising biblical principles? So we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful in not compromising our biblical principles. And that is something that, that is very important because when we witness and then we have to share with someone what are the teachings of the Bible. And for instance, uh, one of the teachings of the Bible is that, uh, well, one of the commandments is we don't worship idols. But suppose that I went and I hung out with some Buddhist and they had to bow down to their little Buddha or something, and I also bowed down to the Buddha, then they'd be saying to me, well, weren't you doing that? And so what that does is it makes my witness uh, less credible because I am not living according to what I am preaching. And so what I'm teaching and what I'm living are different things. So I have to be careful. I'm not saying we shouldn't hang out with Buddhists. What I am saying is that when we do hang out with Buddhists, we should be very careful to live a life 
that corresponds with the teachings of the Bible, that follows and obeys everything that God has asked us to do. I don't do anything that might be perceived as giving homage, giving honor to one of their idols or one of their gods, uh, or Hinduism that has a lot of gods. Uh, so I have to be very, very careful with that. Uh, one of the things that I do is when I enter a Catholic church, and I've gone to Catholic churches many, many times, um, I never kneel because there's uh, uh, images all around the church. And so I never kneel. So I can never be accused of that I was kneeling in front of the cross or I was kneeling to the Virgin Mary. I was kneeling to one of the saints. I can't be accused of that because I've never done it. Uh, that doesn't mean I haven't visited a Catholic church. I've visited a Catholic church. I've been invited to a Catholic church. I've visited. I've been respectful. I just don't kneel. And so we have to be careful not to compromise our biblical principles. If there is something that God has asked us not to do, we need to be careful not to do it. Uh, the Apostle Paul tells us that uh, we need not to be a stumbling block. So even if it's something that we don't think is wrong, but others might perceive it as wrong. We also have to be careful not to do it. We have to err on the side of love. And on the side of love means I don't put a stumbling block in front of my brother. If uh, what I'm doing may be perceived that that's wrong or that's a sin, then it's better for me just not to do it. And so uh, I think that is a good way of hanging out with people who uh, believe different than I do, being nice to them, uh, but at the same time, making sure that they know that there are some things that I just don't do. Um, you know, when you uh, worship uh, Shiva, I did not worship Shiva. I stood, you know, and I, I, at your side, or I, I, I stood, you know, just in, in reverence, what, in, in respect, watching you do it, but I wasn't reverencing um, Shiva or I wasn't bowing down to Shiva. I wasn't, you know, worshiping Shiva. So I have to be careful in how, uh, not only what I do, but how it's perceived. Because, once again, why? Because if I do that, I could make my testimony not very credible because I am not living what I am preaching. And I have to be very careful to make sure that I live what I preach. Now, do we make mistakes? Yes, we make mistakes. We're human. We will make mistakes. But we have to be very, very, very careful. And one thing that I do that has helped me is I think in my mind, what are the possible scenarios? I'm going to go and I'm going to visit, you know, this, this, this place. I know that some things happen in this place that, that, that I should not participate in. What can I do? How am I going to respond when I'm offered a beer? How am I going to respond when I'm offered, you know, something else that I should not be eating or drinking? How am I going to, what am I, how am I going to respond when everybody kneels in front of the Virgin Mary and, uh, am I going to kneel? Am I not? So I, I ask these questions ahead of time and in my mind, I think what I'm going to do. And so I'm rarely surprised 
because I have already thought of the possible scenarios. That doesn't mean I, I cover them all, but it helps me. So when it happens, I've already made a decision what I'm going to do and that I'm not going to compromise my biblical principles just to make my friends feel good or feel happy. I want to be a good influence to them and at the same time be loving and respectful for their beliefs. I hope that has helped with that question. And so um, I ask you, what what do you think about this? Uh, put some comments in, in the comment section and share what you think about this possible, uh, how we should possibly act when we are around non-believers. Thank you for, for being with us today. Let us pray to conclude the lesson. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this this lesson that we studied and we thank you for your encouragement and actually it's more than encouragement your command to reach out to those who are in need and help those who are different than us and believe different and live differently and, and look differently father we ask you to help us get out of our comfort zone when we need to get out of our comfort zone we ask you to please be with us the rest of this preparation day. Help us to be prepared for your Sabbath day when it comes this evening. Take care of us. Keep us from any harm. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning, Sabbath morning, as we start a brand new lesson in this study guide called God's Mission, My Mission. Thank you, and God bless you.